Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business. And today we have with us Montina Young-Portis, and she is with CIA Media Group. Welcome, Montina. Hi, Lee. Thank you for having me. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about CIA Media Group. How are you serving folks? So we help our clients rethink business for the digital age, and we actually help certified businesses win more business. And we do this by helping our larger clients identify and solve internal problems with creative and innovative digital transformation solutions. And we help our certified businesses that are DBEs, MBEs, and of course our Weebies uh, win more business by helping them understand how to leverage their certifications. So you're kind of a matchmaker for both sides of the equation there? We're not a matchmaker. So we are a service-based business. So we work with Fortune 500 companies. We work with law firms. We work with housing authorities, actually one of the largest housing authorities, uh, the largest here in Atlanta. And we actually go in with creative solutions. So it might be video production. It might be training, marketing, uh, digital solutions. And then for our certified businesses, we have a library of content available that helps them understand how to leverage the certifications and <clears throat> excuse me, we ourselves actually do work with a lot of the primes and Fortune 500 companies. So we do it from the standpoint that what we're teaching, we're also doing. Now, do you find that that's a missed opportunity for some small to mid-sized companies that they're not pursuing certification and they're missing out on some opportunities that are available to them? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm a huge advocate for minorities, women, and veterans being certified because it opens up so many doors and pathways to opportunities. Uh, others that are in business like you, one of the things I love about being certified and being part of the Greater Women Business Council is that they have opportunities for us to network. And so typically, um, outside of being certified, if I had a competitor in my industry, we wouldn't work together. But through GWBC, when I have a competitor, we're looking for opportunities to work together because the corporate opportunities um, are sometimes large enough where we can't handle them by ourselves. And the corporate uh, supplier diversity professionals like to see us working together. They call it Weeby to Weeby Spin. So they want to see us spending our dollars with other women-owned businesses. Now, how did you learn about uh, certifications and how did you begin leveraging those certifications to grow your business? So for me, I, my company was certified women-owned in 2013, and I was informed, but unfortunately, I was confused. I was frustrated. I had no idea how to leverage the certification. I wasted a lot of money, time, and resources. And this was actually when I started my company back in 2013. So we didn't have any money to lose. I walked away from the largest IT financial company in the country, so I really wanted to use my, my dollars wisely. 2018, I actually had to get certified to participate in an event. My business was transformed because I picked the certification that was right for my business. I ended up cracking the code, won tier one supplier of the year up to 1 million through the Georgia Minority Supplier Development Council and was named a nominee for the LACE Awards through the Greater Women's Business Council. So I knew that the certifications were out there, but until my business was more mature, I didn't truly understand how to leverage them. But once I did, 
I use them to connect with other business owners, like I said earlier, that can guide me through the challenges and and actually celebrate my successes. I use them to meet corporate suppliers that are actually interested in procuring my services. And then I use them to build relationships, which resulted in an invitation to the White House uh, in March of 2020. And actually I was identified as a game changer in the entrepreneurial field. So leveraging certifications, minority owned, women owned, really helped me scale my business. Now, do you think that some of the reasons that people don't pursue these certifications or they think it's too complicated or there's too many forms to fill out or it's too expensive? Like, what are some of the, like, why wouldn't everybody kind of take advantage of these opportunities if they're there? Well, everyone cannot take advantage of the opportunities, which is why I like being a certified woman-owned minority business, because certifications are really out there to help level the playing field. And like I said, many people are afraid to apply for the certifications. And and money, of course, comes into it. Uh, But what I love about the WeBank or GWBC certification, which is woman-owned, it's based on your sales. So it's based on your revenue. So I think the certification can be $300 and then it goes up in scale. So $300 to get in front of Fortune 500 supplier diversity professionals isn't a lot of money. And then on the federal level, the certifications are free. They are absolutely free. You can be certified women-owned, veteran-owned, and then also one that's available for everyone regardless of color, minority status is a hub zone, you just have to have your business and at least 75% of the employees that work within your business in an underutilized served area. So there are opportunities available for everyone to take advantage of these. But there is a lot of paperwork, I will tell you. Uh, We have a lot of certifications, federal, national, state, local. And the disadvantaged business enterprise is by far the most difficult certification Uh, to get, but it can be one of the most lucrative. There is an $11 billion, what's called MMIP program in the state of Georgia. It's uh, the largest in the Southeast. There are the 23% DBE goal. So for the DBEs that take advantage of that, uh, which in the state of Georgia at the time in 2020 is about (laughs) 3,000. So it's not a lot of people. Uh, There are some vast opportunities available, but a lot of apprehension involves, you know, the paperwork. And that's one of the things my company does actually for free. We have free videos about that. We walk them through the paperwork because it's something that they can do themselves. But we encourage people that can to leverage certifications to grow and scale their businesses. But this isn't something that, oh, I'm going to get certified. I pay the money. I fill out all the forms and then I just sit back and then people just keep calling me up for business, right? You still have to be proactive and and network and and get yourself out there. Business is always about building relationships. And it's funny because even though with my company, we do a lot of marketing, uh, digital strategy, going in training, helping companies, like specifically restaurants. We don't work with restaurants at the time, um, but it's something specific. I'm going to give you an example about rethinking business for the digital age, because a lot of companies don't understand how to think about their business as a digital business. I was invited to Google uh, last year in 2019 and I went through and they said, every business is a digital business. So during COVID-19, when we're going to pick up food, three things that I, I often wonder why I'm not asked when I go to get food is number one, get my email address, pick that up. You are a digital business, collect text 
you know, the cell phone number so you can text message me? Do I have dietary preferences? I tend to be a very routine person. I like to order the same things. And so am I celebrating something? So now as a digital business, you've captured me. There might be a day that I don't want to cook or, you know, there's a special occasion. Now you can reach back out to me. So again, that's helping these companies rethink the business. And once you get certified, you still have to go out and do the work. But the best part about doing the work with GWBC, I'm on the marketing committee. We have committees set up. So again, you can connect with other people in your industry. I'm also with the Georgia Minority uh, Supplier Development Council, GMSDC. And on there, I'm a, a chair for one of the minority groups for professional services. We have monthly meetings available. So once you're certified, there are opportunities, but you do need to know that you need to go out and do the work. You need to be the absolute best that you can be in your industry. And you want to make sure that you have a website presence, LinkedIn presence, because that's where the supplier diversity professionals, government professionals, and other professionals in your industry are. And make sure that you're out there so that people know what you do and how you do it. And that's great advice for someone that is new to joining these associations or getting involved. You can't just pay your membership dues and just think you're you're involved. You have to volunteer, take leadership roles, demonstrate your skills by actually doing some work in front of people that matter. Absolutely. And then again, it's all about relationships, even virtually reaching out and building relationships because just because you're the best at what you can do doesn't mean that you'll get the business. Now, do you have any advice uh, for the small business owner that is maybe going through this uh, pandemic and they are at a loss that they feel like, oh, my normal business, I did it a certain way that I can't do it now and I'm going to have to make some changes. Do you have advice for that person to help them rethink maybe some of the assets they have or how to re kind of re market themselves? First, it's just let go and breathe. I've been in business since 2013, and none of us have seen anything like we're experiencing now. Before this, uh, I worked at the largest IT financial company in the country, and ironically, I worked in the business continuity and disaster recovery department. So we were planning for pandemics 10 years ago. We were planning for things like this, but never at this scale. I have a friend that's done over $10 million easily in her business, and it's the salon business. And I thought, how does she now transform her business? And the biggest thing I think that business owners need to understand right now while we're going through this, that will get through this, is to use their intellectual property. One of the reasons we expanded to help certified businesses understand how to leverage their certifications and add that as a service is because we saw that there were so many business owners that were struggling in that space. So intellectual property, how did you start your business? What did you do as you grew your business? What would you have done differently in your business? You know, over the past two years, we actually built up our business credit. And I just focused on it, put out 30, 40 free videos on YouTube about it, and come to find out, People, so many people were coming to me that we were invited to a CEO school to actually start teaching business credit. So that's the advice I would give right now is the time to be using intellectual property, putting out content, making sure that you're seen as that thought leader and that authority and answering the questions and seeing right now if there's an opportunity for you to charge for that as a consulting service. 
So uh, creating content that's built around maybe your day-to-day work that you're doing that sometimes business owners take for granted uh, a lot of their intellectual property. They don't kind of appreciate that other people might not only appreciate learning from them, but also you might be able to charge for it. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually spoke with the author of uh, Boss Life, (laughs) Paula Downs, which is one of my favorite business books. And we actually discussed that. He wrote this book. He was actually blogging and literally it was a blog and day-to-day operations. And he runs this phenomenal business that does work for the government. The other thing that I want to encourage small businesses to do is to look at certifications one, but you don't have to be certified to do business with corporations or the government. But the second part of that is the government is not going out of business. They're spending Dollars. They're spending a lot of money right now. Department of Transportation. Uh, I see construction going on. So again, there are opportunities around us that we just really need to open up our eyes to see. If I run a restaurant, how can I ca- provide catering for a construction site? So again, those are just other opportunities. And again, how can I now work with another small business that's in my space? Now, um, a lot of times businesses have plateaus where, uh, you know, it just seems like they're just running in place. Do you have any advice or some uh, strategy that can help them get their business to the next level? Well, one is to reach out to your small business development center. They have been instrumental in our business and our growth for over a decade. Even when I had a hobby that I started that I wanted to turn into a business before I had a business. I'm also um, on the advisory board for the Small Business Development Center in Georgia, and I can tell you they truly do care. But I did want to mention um, with that right there, there's eight functional areas. I love to read. I love business books. And I actually talk about business books a lot on my LinkedIn and there's eight functional areas from one of my favorite books called Simple Numbers, Straight Talk, Big Profits. And as a company, we want to look at those areas. The CEO, sales, marketing, operations, IT, finance, customer service, and your HR functions. And with that right there, that strategy, you want to think about how you can leverage and look at those functions as you're growing and scaling your business to the next level. What do you need to change? What do you need to assign to someone else? What are you doing that you shouldn't be doing? I actually love going out selling and making the money as a CEO, but I didn't like my bookkeeping function. Had to make sure that I was not handling that. Again, even for us doing a lot of marketing, we then outsourced our marketing to another company because we were too close to it. So again, thinking about the functions, especially right now that we can outsource or at least in the future, think about outsourcing to someone else that can do it better. Now, you mentioned earlier the importance of having a way to contact your customers, whether it's email, text. Uh, Do you have any tips on how to create a mechanism that captures those kind of uh, emails and and texts in an elegant, maybe non-salesy way? Well, it depends. So for the type of companies I work with, I'm not interested so much in capturing um, emails. So a lot of internet marketing teaches, hey, you want to go around and have this um, free offer and it's a free me. Um, I, I have a meeting coming up today with a large um, company that, I mean, 
if I name them, they're, that doesn't, it doesn't operate that way. So the best advice that I would give for true business owners, um, I shouldn't say true business, but for business owners, especially leveraging certifications, would be to invest in a CRM, which is a client relationship management tool. The one that I do like, um, well, I'm not getting an endorsement for it, so I won't say, but there is a client relationship management tool, Google CRMs, but that's where you should be putting email addresses in. And every three months, you know, every quarter, just go in and send out an email. I mean, a lot of this, when you're dealing with large corporations, when you're dealing with federal agencies, needs to be authentic. So it's not something that you want to automate. It needs to be authentic. And that goes back to your earlier advice about the relationships matter and how to, you know, kind of stay top of mind by uh, nurturing those relationships. Yes. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more about your firm um, and have more substantive conversation, what's the website? You can visit us at ciamediagroup.com, and I am active on LinkedIn. I love having conversations on LinkedIn, so you can just search Montina Portis, and I'm going to come right up. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today, Montina. Thank you. And again, I'm proud to be a woman-owned, minority-owned business the Greater Women's Business Council is absolutely amazing and has monthly workshops and opportunities available to help women grow and scale their businesses. Good stuff. Thank you again. Thank you. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you next time on GWBC Radio. Radio.